All right, and we'll go. Happy Friday. Oh, yeah. good Friday. We've been training. Yeah, just figured out some craddles. Some good stuff. Some chokes. Some evil chokes. Yeah. Oh. I'm just like pinning stuff. Well, yeah. pinning. Pinning. Back in like weird fundamental concepts. Yeah, but like pinning someone's neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like the gi aspect too. Like mm. it's just cheating. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheating because you can hold one-handed grips and you have lapels and you can choke and all this stuff. But I think fundamentally it's really good for no gi too. Oh yeah, we did a lot of no, no gi today. Yeah, nice. I forgot a gi, a clean gi. Uh, Mike ran out of gis. He's been training a lot this week. A lot of sweaty gis. <laughs> um, yeah, this weekend's the big KCC seminar. Oh yeah. So hyped to do that. A lot of huh. cool people in town for that. Dope and a Justin Flores seminar. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, I wanna go to that. Run, too. Yeah. So I might be able to make it to that. We'll see. Take notes. Yes. Take all of the notes. Yes. Imagine you think Sean's gonna go to that. I hope so. He's probably gonna be the Uki. I was gonna say. Last time the last time that dude came, Sean got thrown all over the damn place. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. That's awesome. Uh, um dealing with that shoulder thing still, but it's actually feeling much better. Is it? I've um, been working on the stability stuff and the hanging. I've been hanging. Hanging, yeah. <laughs> it's been awesome. Cool. Um, remind me, but we need to go over bridges and handstands. Okay. Because um, well, I've been thinking I know my about... my bridges are struggling. <laughs> I've been thinking about your, uh, your training program. Yeah. And um, I've been experimenting with some things to see what they might do. And I have some ideas. Okay. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. I'm a guinea pig. Uh, but um, just, just considering the shoulder, I would need to hit it from different angles. Yeah. And rather than isolate it, let's incorporate it with the whole body. Let's do it. And uh, it, it, it's slightly dangerous because it requires like really paying attention to technique. Mm. But it's far more beneficial. Like it works a lot better. What's life without a little bit of danger? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I need to, we need to get together, like not doing any of our other stuff. And just focus on that. And just focus on that. We'll go to a coffee shop specifically for that. Just, just give me a notebook and a pencil and a coffee shop and we just start writing stuff down. Focus. Yes. But that needs to happen. Yeah. Whew. So, we got an experiment today. What do we got? Oh, we got some cold press. Okay. All right, so it's front porch. Mm-hmm. Classic. But um, I put cardamom. And a little bit of turmeric mm. and a cinnamon stick mm. and some cinnamon just just a stick of cinnamon just soaking in there somewhere yeah looks thick yeah Thicker. so i have no idea when'd you get this uh, i've had this for a while yeah this is the cold this is my cold press oh, one okay yeah i just found it randomly like i don't That's know sweet yeah a couple years ago now I like but it. i only busted out in the summer because it's huge yeah and uh it's a picture yeah but that way it frees up my, my french press yeah but yeah, it's really nice, and it's all, it's all twisty, and you got like a squeeze thing. That's nice. So it's really nice. But yeah, you know their stuff. Yeah, this is good stuffs. So this was inspired by Nagoon Coffee posting um, a little video tutorial on how to make New Orleans coffee, hmm. which is secret ingredient in New Orleans coffee, which I didn't know was chicory. Chicory. And I was like, oh shit, I don't have any chicory, but I do have some cardamom. Yeah. And some cinnamon. So. They're all in the same family. Yeah. That's, so we, a, that's a nice color. It does. It's nice. Yeah. It looks almost like tea. Iced it's, tea. It's a very iced tea kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. So. 
Whoa, that smells wild. Whoa, that is crazy, yeah. Hmm. Um, shit, what's that smell like? Mm, cardamom. Rosemary. And a little rosemary. Oh, it does kind of like have a rosemary vibe to it. But yeah, I get the cardamom and the turmeric. It's very fresh. Yeah, and then the cinnamon in the back. All right. Hmm. Interesting. It is interesting. Not bad. Yeah. Like the spices are really sharp. Yeah. Mm. And it's also nice and refreshing too. That is, yeah. It'll hold up to a little sweetness. Yeah. I wonder if like even heavy cream. Over ice with a little bit of cream would be good. Or like sweet and condensed milk. Mm. That'd be good. Yeah, I have some. I just got some sweet condensed milk. I wanted to do the, I wanted to do the, the Cuban drinks. Yeah. Mm. That'd be good. Yeah, this is surprisingly refreshing, yeah. I like it. Nice experiment. And it's a start. This is going to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, I got, like, right before I was over here, I, was, I had, like, a weird brain download of coffee cocktail stuff I want to try. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. So, like, the yeah. one I was telling you before was, like, the, the Irish coffee bomb thing. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But then the other one is, like, a white Russian. Oh, right. Because right. it's, like, coffee liqueur and vodka and this and that. So, like... And like espresso martini. So those are three cocktails, you know, we could play with. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And then maybe a fourth wild card. Just kind of see, like maybe a one will appear. One of like a lemon bean with some gin or something weird. I don't know. A boozy lemon bean. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like a boozy bean. Yeah, boozy bean. Yeah. And there you go. Boozy beans. That's like our alternate channel. Like. <laughs> Coffee cocktail mixologist. Bro, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be. I thought I wanted to be like a bartender. I wanted to be a mixologist. Uh. Like I didn't. Yeah. I, I, Back then, I guess it was just like fucking old school bartender with the soda bottle and all that shit. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I was like so obsessed with that as like a child, but like you saw a preview for that cocktail like movie from yeah. Tom Cruise flipping shit around. Yeah, like, yeah, that looks fun. <laughs> I think it was Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, hell yeah, Bugs Bunny can make a cocktail. Bro. Yeah, I think it's Bugs oh. Bunny's influence. Oh. Um. But yeah, now it's like now let's do it with coffee and just fucking. So interesting. Yeah, there's so much weird varieties. Now there's a lot of stuff on the market, like coffee liqueurs and like, like yeah, more variety. Yeah, just be like, like Kahlua. Um, and at like, least just be Kahlua. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's all kinds of stuff. And so you brought me those beans from Stoffs? The whiskey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone hooked me up with that. And I was, I got, you, you gotta that have shit some. is strong. It's a very hard, not, uh, it's a hardcore Irish whiskey. It's like, smells like some Jameson or something. Mm-hmm. But it was I can aged. smell it through the bag. It's like yeah. a Nicaraguan bean or something like that, I think. And then it's... Mm -hmm. It was aged in an Irish whiskey barrel. So then it really took on a lot of the... Hey, speaking everything. of uh, Irish whiskey barrels, um, I just got, like, a Jack Daniels barrel. A barrel? A barrel. Like you got the barrel. Half a barrel. Oh. They had them at um, Home Depot for uh, 45 bucks. Cool. I put a tree in it. There's a tree in it. I have my Japanese maple in it. Interesting. It the maple had outgrown its pot, and I didn't. I was. Af I'm afraid to plant it because it's like it's so happy where it's at, but like I can't you get enough shade. It, yeah. And so I was like, I'm just gonna get a bigger pot. And I found a fucking Jack Daniels barrel. That's sick. And yeah, so it's chilling. I'll show it to you. But okay. that motherfucker smelled like Jack Daniels. Like yeah. it was legit. I put it in my car. I was like, whoa. At the gym, we have a barrel sitting in the fight room because we're gonna put like maces and shit in it. I think, <laughs> but it's like in the process of being made, so it's just sitting in there. It's oh, a man. full. Midwestern Spirits Barrel, I believe. That's funny. So. Um, That'll look cool. Yeah. Uh, but they're available if you need barrels. <laughs> yeah. 
I just thought it was cool to find a Jack Daniels one. It seemed obligated to get one. Like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Uh, and it, it's the perfect size. It's much larger than the old pot for that tree. It's like, it's perfect. I drilled a few holes in the bottom and then, uh, bam. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, this is going to grow on me. This is depth some potential. Like I want to get some squirty cream or something and put in it. I'm trying to think what would be good in it. Taste the, the yeah, the, there's this botanical aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, very like. But it, some, it would hold up to the sweetness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like maybe honey, honey or something, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to look at some flavors here. Yeah, Um. I got various honeys. Some wildflower honey, mm -hmm. perhaps. Because mm. it is like a little tea-like. It has a little tea action going on. It's very floral. I mean, I didn't put that much cardamom in it. A little bit goes a long way. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you just like throw a pot in there or like no i just like sprinkled no i had some ground cardamom nice so i just sprinkled it on top basically hmm. it's a little bit on top and then there's a little like a lot less turmeric yeah and then the cinnamon stick but the cinnamon's like in the background that's really interesting yeah it definitely didn't like take charge at all mm, but smooth some stuff out it like blended things together mm. clove cinnamon nutmeg anise well i would do less cardamom and, um, hmm, honey. Honey would be good. Yeah. Or, like, you brew it with some turbinado sugar or something. And, like, let yeah. it sit. Yeah, let this, put the sugar in it. Yeah, that's interesting. I might do that. So I have that sugar, too. I've got all the basic you got ingredients. all the stuff. We bake a lot around here. Yeah. Yeah. You got the... So. You got ingredients. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of ingredients... And what I fucking didn't have was these little rice cakes for Tokoki. And, like, I don't know how to make them. But I was like, oh, shit, Cam will have them. Man, they had every other kind of fucking fish cake, soy cake, like, except for the little rice cake, except for just the straight-up rice cake. What they did have, though, was, like, a frozen packet for Tokoki. And you can just make the whole, it's like a, it's kind of like a soup <laughs> with, like, rice and noodle and, like, fish cake in it. It's a Korean thing, super fucking spicy. It's so like me and my daughter looking for it. We're like, well, okay, make it easy. Can't find the one base ingredient we don't have, but you got the whole thing. And so I made it, and I just used um, I used chicken bone broth, hmm. and oh, it was good. Yeah, oh, it was real good. I bet. Yeah, uh, mm. but mm, that was tasty. The kids were happy. Yeah, my sister, my my sister, my daughter had a friend over last night, and uh, they both love the Koreans. Good. And then I got some. I made them some bulgogi that they barely ate. Hmm. But I've got some uh, really good cheese today, so I'm gonna do like a Korean um, like cheese steak Ooh. today. Damn, that's good as shit. Yeah, it's gonna be tasty because I got all this bulgogi left over, and I'm like, mmm, that sounds really good. Yeah, so lunch is gonna be on file. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for your lunch. Yeah, lunch is gonna be good. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I have anything good. That's like sometimes this is what gets you through the day. Something good in the fridge. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. There's coffee or fucking mm -hmm. some, a nice little tasty treat. It's a nice snack. Yeah. Yeah. But Got all the local meats and shit back. It's summertime, you know, everything's. I love it, dude. Oh, yeah. Everything's easy to access. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. I feel like last winter sucked. Like, it was really, like, dry and it, all it, around. It was dry. It snowed hard once. 
but it was just shitty. It was boring as hell. It was just shitty. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those shitty winters. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, when the sunshine came back, I was like, ah. Ah. Uh, that's what was. That's <laughs> what I missed, yeah. Solar creatures. I've been outside so much this summer. It's ridiculous. I love it. I needed it so bad. Me too. Yeah. Uh, you can tell by my sandal tan lines. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Nice. Um. Get my, my, my sunshine in the morning, my Huberman protocols. <laughs> oh, heck yeah, dude. Get those Huberman protocols. Yeah. Uh, so we we made some interesting connections today. You showed me some stuff. I did. Oh. I got stuff. Yeah. I finally found a way to have top pressure, but it's what I always wanted. Mm-hmm. I've always loved catch wrestling as a top game, and I've just sort of stolen it from Josh Barnett in MMA, Shayna Baszler, and, you know, and now you're like, no. Here, I'll actually show you. You don't have to decipher it from television. Yeah. Well, I've had the luxury of training with a few really good dudes, like, yeah. in that regard. Um, and being, like, open-minded enough at the time that I met them to, like, actually learn. To actually pull it in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe had I met them at a different time, I wouldn't have been as open to it. Mm. But the two... Two specifically people, like Sean was one of them that we had on. Yeah, Sean is awesome. Um, and he connected me with the other guy, so it's like, yeah, yeah you know. But <clears throat> those two, Sean Doherty and, and Dave Patron, have had like the two massive, mo- most massive impacts on like my yeah. grappling as of recently. And funny because they're both, they both have a lot of catch, but they're very different people. Yeah. Like, Sean's out there, man. So, he, so is Dave a little is bit. He, no, I, don't, oh, yeah. I haven't met Dave yet, but I just, I know, I love how Sean's brain works. Yeah. If you learn, you, yeah. I've you learned, learn. I've taught, I've trained with him, I've learned stuff from him. So like, I'm like, You gotta whoa. meet Dave and you'll be like, oh, whoa. Whoa, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but this connected. Super cool. It's, it's, it's still like putting pieces together. I guess I'm better now. I understand things better. And I'm kind of out, I'm more out of the MMA realm and more into the grappling realm. So I guess in my part easier, but. It's like transfers it, are there too. The tra- yeah, the transfer is cool because it's making all the stuff that Vitor wants me to do with all his smashing easier. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, now I can do it because it's just a slight twist on it. I think you find it's a great bridge. It's a great bridge. It's a really great bridge. But then, like, I was showing you that um, that old Ronda Rousey book I have, Winning on the Ground. Yeah. With Ronda and Kayla, that was written by Ronda's mom and Jimmy Pedro's dad. And it's all, like, that's where I learned how to use a half Nelson to turn people. And yeah. I was like, holy shit, wait, we're here, and I have that position. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I actually remember seeing you do that, like, rolling back in the day. and be like, oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right on. He was, like, run a half in, like, kind of interesting spots. I was like, oh, cool. Because uh, I learned it from a book. <laughs> yeah. So I was experimenting. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's yeah. how people used to fucking learn. Like, yeah. That's where I got primarily. it from. Yeah, that's where I got it from. Uh, and there was actually, I learned almost all of my single leg x guard from a book awesome that's awesome <laughs> marcelo garcia's single leg x guard book so you know it's the shit hell yeah um mm. but a lot of my butterfly sweeping and single leg x stuff and mm. all that uh, concept comes from that mm. and andre galvo's book ah. um, galvo's too big for me yeah he had like really good fundamental motion drills and shit in there does he okay yeah. mm. um i just got um one of Damien Maya's backpack videos. Oh yeah. How to maintain the backpack. That's awesome. But he's he got the best at it, dude. He's got three on um, BJJ Fanatics I didn't even know about. One of them popped up on the sale on the Daily Deal. 
And I caught the caught the end of the Father's Day. Oh yeah. So I was like, extra percentages off. Nice. But that is the reference material. Like BJ Day Fanatics, you just come to the house. We gotta make videos. Like sponsor me. I'm a black belt in BJ Day Fanatics. Um, I have all of your shit. Uh so much. I mean the DVD collection, like you can tell I'm old school because the DVD collection's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. But um I'm excited. I love Damian Maya. Talk about another guy that makes connections for me. Mm-hmm. Damian Maya was my my original number one grappler. When he fought Chael Sonnen and bounced him off the fence and threw him and hit him with that top triangle. Yeah. It's the fucking greatest thing I'd ever Game seen. Game over, dude. That changed my life. Yeah. And yeah, so Damian's been my dude for a long time. Uh, just this week. I was like trying, not try, but like find myself couple week chunks at a time like just focusing on different people like focusing on different grapplers and shit mm-hmm. wow well, i just got off jeff glover mm. and all his deep half and his triangles guillotines and i was like in the hodger this week oh, and watching his 2005 adcc run <sighs> flawless, flawless. <laughs> absolutely flawless ridiculous ankle auction yayoki yeah uh you know fought fabricio over doom <laughs> yeah, it's fucking prime like Verdun too, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like up and coming Verdun, you're like, oh shit. Oh yeah, hungry Verdun. Yeah. Yeah. Um But just like that his flawless, flawless victories. But I think I just like seeing like grapplers like that. I think the ADCC style opens up. It the, can bring anybody in. Yeah, and it just opens up everyone's grappling style. Like it, you gotta have a little bit of everything. It allows everyone to use all their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then see who's, you know, just a gi, who's just no gi, who's both, who can do both. Yeah, see who's got what. Translate yeah. both well. But Hadra Grace is such an example of being perfect at a simple game. Yeah. His stuff's not complicated. But Straightforward. He's, but he's fucking perfection at it. It's so high level that he, he makes beat it. He makes easy things look easy, mm-hmm. and then you do them, and you're like, it's fucking impossible. Right. It's so hard. Like, how? <laughs> Because like, he controls humans just with just greatest of just like precision. And he's relaxed. He's just chilling. He's man. chilling. Yeah. He's so dominant. Yeah. And so dangerous. Yeah. And that's why he's relaxed. Because mm-hmm. he, he knows, knows he's a killer. <laughs> he knows he's cool. Yeah. I'm fine. Good. I know where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, people want to give the Gracie's flack for whatever, but like their mindset in competition is phenomenal. Like, oh, they developed the hell out of that. Yeah. It came from a huge ego, and then yeah. over the generations, <laughs> it got sort of refined down. To a to, process. It was like, they processed it, but like, the kids were able to process it. It's neat to see the sort of generational bits of that. Yeah. Of like, Dad, you're over the top, man. <laughs> you gotta calm down. Okay, how do I, how do I, how do I you're right, though. make you're him think I, yeah, how do I fit, fool Dad into thinking I'm that overly confident, but actually be able to do it? Oh, yeah, get better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. That is true. <laughs> But it resulted in phenomenal grappling, so... It did. It <laughs> resulted, changed our lives, i but, tell you that. Yeah. But it also just made, like, looking at it... Like, I'm, I don't know, again, it rotates. Like, last time I probably watched that sort of footage and stuff, it was like, that's a purple belt, maybe. I'm a totally uh, different lens. Yeah, I'm back on that lens. I just started, um... Oh, I gotta show you. I found this. I found this. Check this out. Magumi, Whoa! Autograph Mugumi Fuji-E. Wow. Like... That's when she was like exactly as I picture her too, uh-huh. when she was the best in the world, and by really? the way, Megumi Fuji is the goat. Yeah, I was gonna say she uh, is the goat of women's a, a women's MMA. She was before Karano. 
Oh yeah, way I'm before. Say, like, she was way there. before. And like, who did she fight? Her and Marlos Kunin started this shit. Yeah. And I have both their autographs. There you go. I've met Marlos Kunin, but I haven't met Megumi yet. But um, it's gonna happen. But um, I found that and it reminded me of like why I love arm bars. Because mm -hmm. I had done judo for plenty of a long time. So that's kind of, I knew arm bars, but then I saw Megumi Fujii hit arm bars. I mean, you start to see a submission from anywhere creatively. You're like, oh shit. Anywhere. <laughs> and Megumi, I forgot about her leg lock game too. Where like one or like she snapped a woman's leg in half. <clears throat> just broke it off once. That's like my other point, like with the current leg locking game. It's like all intricate and like all this crazy shit now. It's like sometimes you just have to fucking jump on and snap that fucker. Like, you just, you just jumped on shit and broke it. Sometimes you can still. She was so evil. And she was so like happy. Yeah. Because she would be in evil mode and then <laughs> and then be all happy. Like she was like a cartoon character. And people say the switch doesn't exist. It oh, absolutely fuck, it absolutely exists. <laughs> oh wow. But yeah, she was Those the reason I, I loved arm bars. And so like I got I'm getting back into watching her shit. Yeah. And then I, I just saw, um, like, young Matt Sarah, um, ADCC against Takanori Gomi. Mm -hmm. Smashed Gomi. Yeah. But, like, fundamentally easy. And you think about, like, oh, man, yeah. He was just doing, like, he was, like, he literally went through the hierarchy of IBJJF point scoring. Mm -hmm. And just, like, guard, mount, <laughs> arm. <laughs> like, it was, like, it was so, like, The recipe was, was straightforward. Way, way easier. The recipe was easier back Not then. easier, but like simpler. Was, now there's sprinkle of this, sprinkle of that, sprinkle of this, some spice here, some of this. It but isn't. But like that, that shit that worked then is still working now. It still you know? works. It'll still thwart a lot of shit. So it it's all, like, yeah, it all still works. <clears throat> but it just. It just depends how good. Like everyone's like, oh, close guard, whatever, blah. It's like, well, how good? Yeah. If you're good at it, you can really it. make it work. Fuck like yeah, Mika yeah. Galvo kind of brought it back with yeah. some of his like back taking and shit it's like oh shit close oh, yeah. guard can be sexy as hell i love a close guard. close guard was my shit back in the day yeah because it was like all i knew what well, i mean <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> like you look at even like hodger's gi matches you know like simple shit co collar and sleeve and sweeps and mm -hmm. cross collar choke and that's about it mm -hmm. uh you know the, even like the guard passing like you look at the difference between like uh i'm trying to think of the years it was 2009, I think, when Hoffa Mendez was in there. 2007, I can't remember. Oh, fuck. Okay. When he was young and, like, kind of upset a bunch of people and was, like, not favored yet and not, like, five-time world, you know, yeah. he was still yeah. up and coming. Yeah. But, like, difference even in, like, passing sequences. Simple passing sequences. It's a lot. The guard retention got way more creative. Yeah. The Baron Bolo came around. Yeah, so Baron Bolo. This is, like, before Baron Bolo's, yeah. too. Yeah, what we're watching, so. It, right. It's... It's cool, like, once again, you're talking about seeing it through a different lens. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know more now. Yeah, I know more, and I, like, appreciate a lot. You know, it's... I appreciate the scissor sweep, but I appreciate the flying fucking... I like I like it all. Yeah. Guess what I'm getting at is, like, grappling is cool. Grappling is cool. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not... For me, it's, like, it's the, it's the different lens. It's not just the MMA lens anymore. Mm -hmm. And I actually know what I'm looking at now. I'm not, I'm not strictly seeing the biomechanics of it. Oh, I know why that works. Now I know. I'm like, I know why that works, and I know how to fucking do it. And I know, like, the strategy behind it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It's so, like, it's new again. Yeah. But, like, happier. Yeah. It's so neat because I can see so much more. Yeah. And you can just appreciate it. Mm -hmm. It was a way better view about it. Yeah. And it's just, I've been such on a fundamental kick since I haven't been able to train much. I've been, like, how do I study? How do I get better? And so, like, it's, yeah. <clears throat> That's been nice. 
I mean, like, whatever we're talking about. Like, right now, we've been doing a lot of fundamental stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to just be like, this is fundamental. Yeah, but, like, yeah. when stuff gets a little more complicated, like, still showing, like, this is a fundamental it's aspect still, yeah. here. And, like, this is just a combination <clears throat> of fundamentals in kind of a different way. And I mean, we kind of got in that today with the cradle when we went into the, the Dars and the yeah. arm triangle. And then I was like, wait connect it to the scarf hold and they're like there the arm spinning arm bars there and yeah but it all comes from just like and just starting to understand that chest pressure yeah of how to bring it i guess i'm moving forward you're moving backward if i'm on top but how to lay that in and it you know you're like fuck arteries go (laughs) yeah you're also not exerting a ton of pressure like that's the other thing like it's very difficult to like it can be a bit difficult to pin people Mm-hmm. And like sometimes you gotta just fucking hold them down, but like if you can get in the right position, they're just you can twist wriggle. them up enough. You don't yeah. have to do a lot. You don't have to do shit. Yeah, and especially is... in the gear, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you're chilling, which just gets me back to like the efficiency game. Like, yeah, that's it's a different type something. of efficiency. Yeah. Whereas like it's what... efficiency with pressure. Efficiency is yeah. smash efficiency. <laughs> smash efficiency, but you twist every you twist everybody first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like adding the whole like twist your spine and curl up your head and your leg and stuff. Makes it a lot easier for me as a person who I don't I'm, I'm not good at exerting like forceful pressure yet. I've never been it's never been my thing. You'd think I should be able to do it. Yeah. I got big ass feet, I got long legs, I should be able to put it in place, but it's always been really difficult for me to maintain that type of connection. And so this just sciences it. It allows me to science the shit out of it and I don't have to like be so forceful and still have a shit ton of pressure. Yeah. Ha. Yeah. There you Neat. go. Yeah. Look at that. It's money. That is money. It's nice. <laughs> but it's also nice that, like, again, fundamental concept like pressure. It is, yeah. Can be so in depth. Mm-hmm. And something that's like, oh shit, I wasn't exerting here when I thought I was, and this and that, blah da da. Yeah. Now it's um, this is a different perspective, but it's neat to have it come along again, of uh, where. I was copying this stuff off television, experimenting on my friends while I'm like running classes or whatever, you know. So it was the ultimate uncooperative partner. So they didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing. They didn't know what I was fucking doing. So like you figure a lot out. Mm-hmm. But then all those reps came in, have marinated down. I understand them. Then we come back around to it. You know what the fuck you're doing. And you're like, okay, here's how this actually works. And then I can use all that old knowledge and actually plug it in where it properly and it streamlines the shit out of it fun how that works yeah it's like i learn it quick now which thank you for saying so you were like how cool it was to explain it to me and i got it yeah make the job easy yeah i'm like well it's all good put some reps in a while ago um (laughs) but um yeah this is such a perfect time i'm really happy about it and then like we're playing our brains are plastic we're yeah fun. we're in a play mode too this this has become very play of yeah you're just like look what i learned man here let's do it <laughs> yeah and like jiu-jitsu is like is business at some point you know but like i it's still like my hobby and thing i love and like still i still am like hey look at this like blah, you know uh, i get the feeling of okay confirm this for me is that our little like half hour 45 minute morning session on friday is play for you because mm-hmm. you do teach me mm-hmm. but like we're chatting about it we're just back and forth yeah yeah you know. well again like you've been through martial processes before so i can you know like mm-hmm. 
you've, you're a black belt in something else, like you've been through the ringer, so that can be like, oh, this is a thing, and like, oh, this might be a thing later on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I Whether get... it's like a technical sense or a teaching sense, because you've coached yeah. and taught and all that shit, so like... Uh, but it's, we're friends playing. Yeah, 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 I'm not it's like not the, student. the teacher-student dynamic. I'm not your student, you're not my student, but you are teaching me a bunch of shit, and then like, you're cool with me coming in with all the connections. Yeah. Oh, well, like... You know, and I remember all the shit that I did, like, oh, I pieces this to that and this to that, which I, as a student, I necessarily wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have be able to have that conversation. Yeah, that's, you know. it's hard to get, I, that's something I want people to do. It's like, even in class, because like, I'll be like, oh, we're doing this, but it's like, if you do something from there already, do that. Like, or if you can wrestle, like, go grab a sink, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. plug in your shit. I know you do stuff already. I see you do it. Yeah. Just plug that in. Like, plug it in. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> but like having people be open-minded to the point where I'm not like, you do the scissor sweep and that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you, is it... Promoting play. Promoting... Well, so we have a start point, but we don't stay there. Mm -hmm. Our start point has been the cradle lately. Mm -hmm. And we have an idea of like, you show me this cradle to this choke or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then from there, it just then it expands. So between the two of us, we mix the two well. But we still have the foundation of what you started with. And then, so like say if you have five groups of people doing that, where can you go with it? You have your start, you have sort of a basis, but how do you keep people within that kind of window, mm. but let them step outside a little bit? Yeah gotta throw the bumpers up you're like you it depends like if you have like something coming up it's like play within these parameters like these rules or whatever or it's like there are there's nothing coming up it's play time mm. fuck around with it you know what i mean like mm. uh had an interesting conversation with people like earlier this week about like resistance within training and like not knowing how much to exert like based on who they are you know what i mean like not just yeah. but based on their energy and like not even not being able to like to dial feel, it in with each other dial it yeah and i just thought that was like an interesting idea and it's like hard to teach people that that is it's such a concept i learned it the hard way i learned it from just fucking fighting exactly it's hard for yeah, me too so it's like hard for me to be like oh well you just kind of like fight and figure it out because like no like i can't feel yeah. it's just that's a lazy answer but it's also like just perpetuating the bad shit it's a, a macho answer yeah for me it was always like match the other person's energy however hard they're coming at me i'm fucking going at them that same way yeah and mm -hmm. so like it allowed me not to overdo it but then some people fucking come at you hard and ends up just being a crazy ass fight right and, and like, like i forgot to kind of like mention <laughs> it then but like my first and, like, and again it's like just stuff i haven't verbalized in a while like i have before and i haven't yeah. come back to it yet and like yeah it's hard to talk about everything all the time all the fucking time stay on top of everything well it's also i don't think it's attached to language i think the the rhythm of training isn't a language thing i think it's a different part of your brain yeah and so it's like you lose something that is it is talk a, yeah it is communicating without like the communication aspect of your brain active, like you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like, but it's, it's taking signs, taking signals, taking everything. It's very much body language and physical communication. So to talk about it is weird, which is kind of like how we both learned it from just fighting. So why we get it? 
That's why it's so like kind of cut and dry to be like, oh, you just go. Yeah. And it's like, well, you kind of know how to go. Yeah. Right. And like, that's different now. And like, you have to kind of scale it down or like maybe someone's new or you're breaking someone into jujitsu. Like you maybe fuck them up if you just throw them in. Yeah. You don't want to like, yeah. And it's, you can't trust everyone to be able to scale. Exactly. And so like, yeah, to teach someone how to, how to scale is very hard. Cause it's. And like my, and like, again, a rule that I haven't verbalized <clears throat> Our guideline is like defend yourself first. Yeah. Defend yourself. Defend yourself first. This is all of it self defense. Like defend 100%, your shit. 100%. Defend your shit. Don't, yeah. Arms, necks, legs, torsos, whatever. Defend your shit. Defend meaning like guard retention. Yeah. All stages of defense. Like not letting people do shit to you and just like mop you. Yeah. Um, and then it turns into offense and like then it turns into play, right? There's like kind of layers to it. Yeah. You have to let the layers develop though. Right, uh, it takes time. Yeah. So, like, I'm a defense-first fighter mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. I but like that's counter. from training. Because of, you fought. <laughs> I fucking fought. And, and like, you know otherwise how... I was going to get fucking killed. So, yeah. you know. And so now it's conceptually, it's also, almost, it, yeah, I'm almost annoying. Cause I'm but, like, jujitsu jitsu has that. Like, it has that, like, throttle change. It has, like, oh, you're a competitor. You want to go compete. You have a hobbyist who's just going to flow. You have... Yeah, you got to be able injured. to tell. Yeah, you have to be able to, like, um, and you can't just, like, assume and be like, hey, go do that and just figure it out. Like, that'll, mm-hmm. and I've seen it fuck people up. Yeah, it fucks, yeah, it gets bad. But, yeah, just, you have to read people. You got to feel it. And that's some skills and people some, don't have. Some people don't have the skill to, like, to reject read and, like, yeah. respond to that. And then also people don't have the skill to read it and then respond to it. Yeah. It's tough. It's really, it's so much tougher than I ever realized. I never thought about it because I got used to being in a high-level room. I was always with people who knew what the fuck was up. Yeah. And then you kind of get out of that, and then the confusion sets in. Mm-hmm. And it's like egos come in, and you know, people think they're better than they are, or they don't think is they're as good as they actually are. Right. And I'm like, it's like, if you want, Kingdom of uh, one of Alvi Kalina's speeches about needing to know where you're at in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, fundamental personality thing of fighters is they got to know where they're at. You know, as long as you're on top, as long as you're not. You got to know where you're at in the pecking order. Yeah. Like, you need it. Yeah. Like, it's nice. Because if you know where you're at in the pecking order, then you can respond properly to your training partner mm-hmm. of... If you're way more aggressive than them, you can tone it down. If they're way more aggressive than you, you can get real defensive and match it. Or, like, if you're better, they're better. If you're, like, taking personal responsibility, like, full personal responsibility then for your energy or whatever, like, do you think that would solve it if, like, both people were in the understanding that we're both taking full responsibility for our energies? Or would that, like, put a wall in between them and, like, fuck with them? Um... Does it then boil down to an ego reaction? Right. We've yes. all we've all Probably. trained with the people who Can't. are either so passive that they just let themselves get beat, or they're so fucking aggressive they have to win this role to show whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, in the so, same week I had a breakthrough with someone who was like that, who was oh, like, what? But now they're all like chilling a little bit. So oh, like, interesting. In the same week where someone was like having struggles with that, someone else had a breakthrough with it. Oh, fun. So it's kind of an interesting That's thing. cool. Because <laughs> it's... It takes fucking time, man. Like, it takes it does, a lot it, of time. There's such... Is it a level of maturity or self-awareness? I mean, you can label it however you want, I guess, but... 
there is a certain level of, for me, it's I don't give a fuck. Once I took my ego out of the game, and real, I was just explaining this to um, a friend of my daughter's yesterday. I was like, I asked her, because I was like, do you know the difference between practice and competition? And she's, you know, she's like 13. She's like, sure, I do. And I'm like, do you, like seriously, can you put words on it? She's like, well, maybe I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give you some words. I'm like, competition. Ultimately, the point is to win. Like, you go out, yeah, have fun, try your best. You win, you win, you lose, you lose, move on. Like, leave it where it's at. That's where competition should be. It's like, but practice. Every bit of it's learning. If you win, you learned. If you lose, you learned. If you did something right, you learned. If you did something wrong, you learned. It's ultimately just learning. So, it doesn't matter if you win, it doesn't matter if you lose, it doesn't matter if you're better, or if you're worse, or if you got a position, or you didn't, or you got smashed, or it was easy. You put it all on the same level as learn. For me, that's how I take the ego out of it. Yeah. If I don't give a fuck anyway, if I submit you, awesome. You submit me, fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm the same happy. Yeah. That's part of like my imposter syndrome I had to like deal with even this past whatever. Yeah. As a new black belt or whatever, it's like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter if someone passes my guard in this whatever like training situation. Yeah. Uh, it should. Like I just rolled this past weekend with a few dudes that were, you know, had been black belts you know a good bit longer than i have and they're bigger than me and heavier and like got smashed a little bit you know but mm -hmm. that's exactly what i needed i was kind of like inside control i could think back when i was a white belt like when i'd flip the fuck out and i was kind of had this like full circle moment oh, awesome. i'm getting smashed i'm like huh this is nice so <laughs> here we are again yeah so it's like, <laughs> yeah i'm 15 years into this shit but i'm still having fucking <laughs> new white belt moments so it's like but again, I'm open to it. I could have flipped out and like, no, no, can you I know, not accepted that oh, and all yeah. this shit. And I just smiled, have a good time. And again, it's data. <laughs> Had I like decided to stop jujitsu that moment, yeah, it would have been a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> but whatever, went to the gym the next day and trained. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I learned That's... a lot from it and like I had fun. So, uh. But I know, so now, again, like, going back to switches, it's like, when it's tournament time, like, I'm going to beat you up, I'm going to win. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like, I used to not, I used to have problems deciphering that, because I used to have. Me too. Me too, for sure. Come up in a bad environment in a gym well, where you're fighting all the always time. Always fight, always yeah. beat people up. Like, train how you fight, you know. It becomes a very weird marriage, and you're like, I don't know. I, Fuck the world, I'm going to fight everybody. Like, yeah. And you're like, like Literally, nah. yeah. Yeah. Always in fight mode. Exactly. I still have problems with that sometimes, where I'm like, I find myself in fight mode. I'm like, why the fuck am i here it took a lot well, to break <laughs> that and like get above that and be like oh shit this is one of those moments mm -hmm. and then to make something constructive out of it very hard <laughs> mm -hmm. so but yeah it's like it recycles but i know i have the tools now to deal with it better <laughs> not perfect mm -hmm. better but better much yeah, better much yeah. better oh um, it is an interesting leveling up of but it's just proof in the pudding, you know? It, it works. Is, is proof in the pudding. But it's also nice to have someone to bounce it off of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, like, you don't... I don't get this opportunity to bounce any of these things off someone who actually knows what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it it allows me to taste the pudding, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, boom, okay. The pudding was good. Good, okay. Good Thank pudding. you for confirming that I made good pudding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is stuff to that. Like, that's the... 
Marshall reaffirmation thing. Yeah. Marshall reaffirmation. I like it. That's going to be the title of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) There's, it's all of it, you know, Mm. but then it's also like, again, it relates back to that conversation I had. I was like, I asked them, I was like, what do you think is stopping people from being able to shift intensities and like respond to say your energy as opposed to dealing with their whatever. Mm-hmm. And I did, I think, boil down to like an egotistic response of being like, no, I'm not going to get fucking swept. It's like, bro, it's drilling. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's fucking it's rolling. Who gives a shit? Sweep or pass or whatever. You know, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like it's yeah. all numbers. It's like, I want you to get swept a ton. Like, <laughs> yeah. So get like, swept. And what if, okay, so then minor template on what if your partner's a cocky dick about it. I swept you so many times, bro. Yeah. Like, you can let that go. Yeah, yeah. Don't hang on to it. It's Don't just hang like on to it. it's that's okay. it's sort of like shit. That's their problem. Like, yeah, let them, let them have their ego trip. It's, it's like totally you got cool. your reps in. They got their reps in. Yeah. They feel differently about it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that's it. They, Leave it yeah. at that. Let them have that, and you have yours. You know, and then also don't don't feel superior to them because you don't have an ego. Because then that means you have an ego, bro. Exactly. Ego's a sneaky motherfucker, dude. Sneak up on you. I got into that trap a long time ago, too. It was like, <laughs> I don't have an ego. Yeah, fuck. That was a huge thing in the old gym, dude. It was so Damn. fucked up. But it was like, within that process, everyone's head is fucking huge. Big. <laughs> and they're Big. being bitches to each other, dude. That's why there's Hilarious. garage doors. Because that's the yeah. only way people fit in. Exactly. <laughs> that's the only door they can't get through. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's I, it's I very. It, we could spend a whole other hour on that shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a positive, and we're just focusing on the positive. We're focusing on the positive. What we learned from the negative. Now we're at the positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But ultimately, we're really open-minded and playing and having fun. Yeah, I just been, I've been looking at the Game Changers book. I haven't like read it yet, but like it's, I'm looking at it, and it's, it like, is the play, like play, 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 play. play. It's so but extensive. Also, like, having it be play for people who want to play, and then like disguising it as work for people who want to work but it's play you know what i mean people are there who like have that single track mind like i want to grind and blah it's like you will yeah through this like (laughs) through play but i make you fucking smarter in the process like (laughs) yeah you know what you need what we need to do is talk to like a really good preschool teacher yeah because that's all learning is is play and you're so good at as a little kid yeah (laughs) just naturally and like they just cultivate it and just guide it. And put, the, put the bumpers on. Let you play within them. Mm-hmm. And you learn the great things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I was talking about that mental health seminar I did or whatever recently. Yeah. You know what the first thing I was, it kind of rung back through my head. I was like, you know what the first, like, damn near thing, first thing they talked about was? Hmm. Was dehydration and sleep deprivation. <laughs> the root of all our problems. Good God. That we've talked only, about before. And as soon only. as I was like, God damn. Like, <laughs> I see 20-year-old self, I'd slap him. Sleep. Yeah, yeah. Sleep. Drink water, Eight hours fucker. a night. Sleep like champion. Ah. <laughs> um, That's how I'd have to refer it to myself. Mm-hmm. i have to be gold medal in sleeping. Champion sleep. Then I would have done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be number one sleeper. Yes. Which is like part of my goal now. And like, I'm getting good. I'm not good at it. I'm a fucking sleep. champion. Good sleep. I got, I got a, sil- days, I got a silver know. medal last night. Just barely got the gold, but I've got to get gold medals all week. I've been doing good. Two days. Oh. Been doing all my shit, sleeping good. Yeah, I'm happy that a bad night for me is still pretty fucking amazing right now. I'm thinking it. Yeah, like my <laughs> bad nights are way better than my bad nights used to be. So. Oh yeah, my bad nights are definitely still pretty darn good. Yeah, which is sweet. Which is I like. Good. Yeah, 
I have trouble reminding myself of that sometimes. It's like, hey, mm -hmm. it's way better than it was. Like, <laughs> way better. Used to function at like <laughs> shit. Yeah. So yeah. this is pretty good. But I'm, um, I've been dialing in all my metrics and things I use to measure shit. Yeah. Starting to see how they all relate. And then, like, because it can go back a couple years now, I can just literally get on my phone and just scroll through shit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, look at that. Look at that. Moved up. Yeah. Look at that. Well, I thought that sucked. It doesn't suck. Look at two years ago. That sucked. That is cool. <laughs> so. They need to make a specific jujitsu whoop strap. For like a, like you put inside of a rash guard or like I've been key. thinking about that for years. Yeah. Like, how do I get a strap thing that I can measure shit with and grapple? I feel like you know, in in her bicep pouch, uh, something. Oh, yeah, the dude I mean, like, like um, you know what a continuous glucose monitor is? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it on. We're on to something. There's something like that, but I've been thinking about that forever. Cause like, cause like people wear the whoop straps and like it. It's close. It gets you something, but it's not. It's like hard to dial in jujitsu on a thing. Yeah. It's like for running or whatever, walking, well, whatever. I mean, once again, if you go back to the ultimate, what they're initially based on was all the endurance guys. Yeah. And so, Andy Galpin, you got to work faster. Come it's over. It's Come on, man. It's getting Because uh, yeah, I have like my aura ring. Can't really train with it. Right. I can strike with it a little bit, but I can't really train with it on. Yeah. I have uh, my, you know, my um, my hex. Oh, oxygen monitor. Yeah. Fucking great. Can do a lot of stuff with that on. Can't grapple with it on. Right. Right. Uh, Tough. You know, whoop strap is basically wearing a watch. Yeah. You know. I have a few people at the gym that'll wear them up on there and like put a gi on and it works pretty well. Looks really well. Okay. As far as. So we're getting closer. Rigging shit goes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with Galpin's stuff, I think it'll, the next five, ten years, you're going to see like, you're going to basically have like a recipe for your. Jiu-jitsu on your phone. Well, what Galpin will do, what, what could happen is someone else could do with it, is if you can take the info and you can make an algorithm out of it. That's the trick. Yeah. If you can make a baseline algorithm, the algorithm will grow itself. Which I believe is his, like, data collection But his thing. data collection is the key of... Which is why I need to put my data in there. <laughs> yeah, do that too. But yeah, the data collection is the key, and it's someone that knows how the data works. Because then you have to have the weird connection. you got to have the math nerd that's also the the fight nerd mm. and those people exist yeah yeah but that's where you got to come together you got to get the math nerd that's the fight nerd that can then look at that information and make a realistic algorithm out of it not a fucking imaginary one yeah yeah right and then 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 the wearable comes in because then the wearable actually has useful data that you don't have to fuck with mm-hmm and so then, the, then there's that whole separate bit of how do you make a wearable that holds up? I'm like, ah, okay. And there's like so many options. But it's It'll common. Be like skin implantable or something. Skin implant. <laughs> you know what would be even cool is like a glove. Yeah. So like when I have scrapes on my hands and stuff, I have a um, have like a extra large child's batter's glove. I cut the fingers off, and it just suction cups to my hand. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal, but it protects my hand if it's all scraped up, right? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So maybe there's stuff there. <clears throat> yeah, there's a there, there's a possibility there. If only I were smarter. <laughs> <laughs> if only I knew oh, more stuff. There, we're missing a few steps here. <laughs> it's the beginning, though. Someone's listening. Yeah. Someone smart calling. people hit us up. Someone help us. <clears throat> all right. Well, on that end, we're done. Let's get out of here. All right.
keep the coffee regular, y'all. Peace in, everybody.